casting one, two, three. From the Bristol Herald Courier, I'm Delina Matthews, and this is On the Record. This week on the record, Kathy Boyd, Sergeant Steve Hinkle's sister, sat down with reporter Laura Spell Friday after this year's Sullivan County Sheriff's Office Fallen Officer Memorial Ceremony talk about her brother and what the past nearly three months have been like since he was shot during a welfare check call in February and died three days later from his injuries. She also talked about what kind of person her brother was. So, tell me about your brother. (laughs) Well, he's the oldest of eight. It was him and then me. And then five more sisters in between and brother, a long time it was just the three of us and there's five more kids came along but he we found out so much after he died about him that we had no idea we had no idea no idea like what <laughs> well the things he had done all the things that he had done when we were together in family gatherings or when we were together he talked about fishing he talked about kids, he talked about guns, <laughs> but he just didn't talk about his work. He just didn't talk about what, what he had done. And uh, I had no idea he was an expert marksman and that he trained so many of these officers. I had no idea that he was that good <laughs> with that. He, um, I heard so many stories from people, from the whole community, from neighbors, to people I don't even know had come up to me and told me stories about him. Um, one lady told a friend of mine that her son had went to uh, East High School when Steve was a resource officer there and he got in a little bit of trouble. And Steve talked to him several times and his parents married him at it and he, you know, he said he'd never done anything else after that after Steve talked to him. And, he was just, he would sit with autistic kids on the floor, um, you know, I, there was just, there was just so many things that we had no idea, you know, he just, he just didn't talk about it, he was just quiet and drink his coffee and smoke his cigarettes and but he just didn't talk about his work. He loved his work, I know that, um, you, it, it's, it's unbelievable and until I saw this with my own eyes. You know, they talk about the brotherhood. I mean, it, I had no idea. I had no idea how deep it was. And everybody has made us feel, I feel like I've got all these, all these guys are my brother. <laughs> They've all told me that. All of us, all eight of us, all seven of us now. I mean, we, we are here for you. We are brothers. You know, we, we look after you and, uh, and they're, they're so close. And I mean, I don't think there was, one of the officers told me that there was not one person that Steve had ever come in contact with that he didn't, um, that didn't like him. I said, well, I can't say that. <laughs> I was a ner- ER nurse for 25 years. I said, I can't say that. <laughs> I said, that's pretty good. I-, I couldn't say that myself, but I don't think there was anybody that didn't like him. I mean, and when we were sitting at the hospital one night, I guess it was the first night after he got shot. Um, they assigned an officer with us, and the officer sat there the whole time with us, and each one would come in and tell us different stories. The next night, you know, we would tell stories about all that, and um, 
I mean, we, we just had no idea that what was going on with that. But, um, he was just, oh, we were reading comments on the news website and comments that people had made. And one of them said he had been arrested multiple times and had been in jail up for several times. And Steve had arrested him several times, but he was always nice to him and always treated him with respect. And he hoped that he got that same kind of respect back. You know, and that's a guy he had arrested three or four times. So, I mean, I never heard him say a cross word about anybody. I mean, he just, he just didn't, didn't. I mean, he just... Yeah. I, I've still heard, I don't know anybody that didn't like him. I don't know anybody that had anything bad to say about him. And like, like I said, I can't say that myself. No. <laughs> Even the ones he arrested, they loved him. That, that's what I was He's wanting to talk to you after you get done. So tell me a little bit about growing up with your brother. Okay. Um, <laughs> my dad was in the Army. He was in the Army through and through. And uh, my, he wrote a poem one time. and. They published part of it in the papers, a Father's Day special. Our father died when he was 46. Um, and he said something about the red, white, and blue. He would always be true to red, white, and blue. And uh, But my dad was in the service, and we grew up moving around an awful lot, an awful lot. I mean, we would move something. We would change school sometimes three times in one year. And um, so... My dad had a heart attack. He was on his way to um, Panama. We were going to stay and finish up school here. And he had a heart attack on the way there and uh, was discharged from the Army then. So we lived here after that. Um, but, you know, like I said, we grew up in the, we grew up in the service, and it was a hard life. It was a really hard life. We, we didn't have a lot. <laughs> there were lots, lots of times we didn't even have food. But, I mean, we had each other, and there was... You know, and the one good thing about it, you know, there, there's still seven of us, and we're here for each other. But my aunt died um, from cancer on Friday, and she was our last relative, and uh, my brother got shot in the next morning. So, you know, it was like... You know, it was the last of the family, and then the very next day, my, my brother was shot. And it just, it just still seems like it's not real. I mean, it just seems, it just seems surreal. The community, I mean, it's like nothing I've ever seen before. And one of my neighbors stopped and talked to me yesterday, and. Um, we were both crying, and I, she said, you know, it just shook this community to the core. And evidently it did. I mean, I, it, it just still, I'm just in awe of this, the ceremony today. I mean, it was just, I mean, it's hard. I mean, it's really hard. It's like going through the funeral almost again, but it's, it's so worth it. It's a blessing. You know, and we feel so honored that so many people thought so much of our brother. You know, he was just brother to us. <laughs> you know, and evidently he left a mark on a lot of people. I mean, a lot of people. Uh, there's st still people come up to me and say, I didn't know you were Steve's sister. <laughs> you know, there's so many of us. I said, I guess he probably didn't talk about all of us. Hey there. But, um, yeah, growing up, and then after my dad got out of the service, we lived here.
And uh, I think when he got into, when he started working for the sheriff's office, that was when he was, had found his stash. That's what he always wanted to do. And it's like these guys tell you that they, they don't, I mean, that's, that's it. That's their life. I mean, it's, it's unbelievable. And to me, yeah, I, I still don't see why anybody would do it. If you don't care. Especially nowadays. With people carrying cameras and trying to do all this stuff. I don't understand why anybody would want to do what they do. But I'm so thankful that they do. I'm so thankful for them. So, if you can, if you don't want to, it's fine. But can you talk a little bit about that day and how you found out? Well, yeah, like I said, my aunt had died on Friday. And um, I saw him at the graveside service at Oak Hill Funeral Home, and I came outside and he was smoking a cigarette. And I smacked him on the back of the head and I said, Aunt Ruby just died from throat and lung cancer, and you're standing outside here in the cemetery smoking a cigarette. I said, what's wrong with you? And he went, eh, you worry too much. And I gave him a hug and I said, I'll see you later. And uh, so, <laughs> You know, the next, the very next day after that, my husband and I were going to Sam's in Bristol, and we got almost to where the dollar store is, and the uh, traffic was backed up, and it wasn't moving, and I told my husband, I said, usually if it's a wreck, they'll clear one lane, I said, let's just turn around and go to Johnson City Sam's. So we turned around and my other sister called me and she said, did you hear there was a shooting or something? And I said, yeah, I saw that come across my phone. And she said, well, she said, it's in Blountville. And I said, yeah, I saw that. And she said, well, that's Steve's area. And I said, I know that. And I was just getting aggravated at her. I'm like, so? <laughs> that's not it. I mean, I was in total denial, total denial. She said, well, he's working today. I said, well, so are a lot of other deputies. I said, that doesn't mean it's him. And uh, she said, well, I'm worried I can't get a hold of anybody. But anyway, um, he said, uh, I, I was getting, they said he was in Bristol, so I went to Bristol, and the whole the, the whole conference room was just full of people. And well, on the way there, though, I'm an ER nurse, and my husband's a physician, and he knew Dr. Woodard at Bristol, so he called Bristol Hospital and talked to Dr. Woodard, and he was on the Bluetooth on the car. And he said, Mark, how, it's my brother-in-law, I said, how is she doing? And he said, well, it's bad. Well, I was just really getting mad at my sister, you know, well, what? That's yeah, not I him. Just, <laughs> it's not him. It's not our brother. He can get shot, you know. If it is, he'll be fine. If I got shot in the arm or leg. But, um, you know, it's just, it's just, a, I just didn't believe it till I got up there. And then I was angry. I was mad. Every emotion you can go through, I was mad at everybody. I was mad at God for a while. <laughs> I didn't go to church for about two months. You know, it's just, I was just angry. Just angry the way it happened. That so how do you feel about it now? Well, now I feel... It's surreal. It still doesn't no, seem like I've been back to the cemetery a couple of times just to see. You know, he doesn't want to have his marker down yet, but you know, to see. And uh, it's it's really hard. And I can go for a couple of weeks for I had nightmares. I'd wake my husband up. 
two weeks, I'd wake up screwed and have nightmares. You know, move, get out of the way, he's got to go, that kind of thing. And really had a hard time sleeping. But now I've kind of accepted it, and I'll be okay for two or three days, maybe even a week. And then just all of a sudden, it just, you know, it's something just, and I'll sit down and cry for a while, and then I'll go on about my business. And, you know, it's just, it's just a lot. I mean, that God's had a purpose for him, and I don't know what that is. I, we may never know. I, mean, I won't know here on earth, but I, mean, I, I believe that, uh, that I will see him again. You know, that's my comfort right now. And at first, I didn't have that. And, that was so and I talked to, you know, people that I go to church with and stuff. And I'm like, I, just, I can't come to church. I just can't. I'm just angry. And my God. And, God understands. God understands. He can take it. It's okay that you're mad at him. Just don't stay there. <laughs> you know, and I've kind of gotten over that. And it's just, I've just accepted the fact that, you know, he's gone until we meet again. So, so is there anything you would want to say to the family of Jackie Pendergrass? Well. You know, I had a really hard time with that at first. Um, like I said, being angry. On one hand, I was angry that he killed himself. And on the other hand, you know, maybe it's the way so we don't have to go through a trial. Because they were just bringing all up. But, you know, I just, I don't, I don't understand. I just don't understand how somebody could do that. I just don't. And, you know, Eventually, I will forgive. <laughs> I'm not there yet. Um, that may take a while. <laughs> but, you know, I, that's, like I said, I haven't heard anything about him at all. I didn't even know who he looked like. I didn't, all I knew was his name and his age. And one night, and one night I was you know, but look at my sisters, they, they didn't want to know, they don't, you know, it doesn't matter. But to me, it was just nagging me, so I went through looking just different funerals because it wasn't in the paper. And I found his obituary. Don't just had his name and his age and when his services was nothing, nothing, nothing else. So, I mean, I don't even know if he had a wife, I don't know if he had kids, I don't know if he had family, I mean, I don't <coughs> And now, when I come to Bristol, uh, that red light is right there. The house is right there at the red light, and if you stop at that red light, you're right there at that house. And that just, every time I see that house, I just get angry. I just get angry. I can see my brother laying in the yard, and it just makes me angry. You know, and, I, and I, eventually I'll get over that, too. But I'm not there yet. I'm not there yet. So you weren't actually there at the scene, but just picturing, you know, where, yeah, where you think he yeah. wasn't, and well, based on I know what. which house it is. Right. Sure. Yeah. 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 No, but we were, we were almost right there. I mean, we were in traffic, in traffic almost yeah. right there. I mean, I could have gotten out of the car and walked up to where. I mean, I could have, and after. That, I was just angry at myself. I wish I had known that. I wish I had known that. You know, I wish I had known that. But um, I, have, I did talk to uh, 
uh, Casey, uh, um, Kevin Marsh and Stacey Mayhan was paramedics that picked him up, and they're both friends of mine. I from I worked in the ER, mm -hmm. and they were they took care of him, and that gave me some comfort knowing that they were with him and they knew he was my brother, and um, that, that gave me some comfort that they were with him. But just just senseless, just absolutely senseless. So you live in Kingsport and come by there often? Yeah, well, we go to Pinnacle. We go to Sam's in Bristol all the time. We go to Pinnacle, um, you know, and uh, Bristol Hospital sometimes if we have family there or something. And, um, yeah, so I've, I've traveled that road a lot. And, uh, yeah, and it's just really hard. We went yesterday, and my husband got beside a big truck, and I knew what he was doing. We, we, we were right beside that big truck all the way till we got way past the house and mm -hmm. I sleep down and I said thanks. <laughs> you know, look at it. So can you tell me about the shirts that everybody's wearing? Uh, yeah, we came up, they had a candlelight, they had a candlelight vigil mm -hmm. and we had, um, we saw friends, just friends and close family and friends at funeral home the night before the big funeral at Central. And we were here and um, we saw all kinds of people at the vigil with these shirts on. <laughs> and I'm like, oh my gosh, that is so cool. And uh, so we found out, you know, where they came from. And a friend of mine got one for all of his siblings. And uh, then I went back and got some more. We've got a couple of others too. They were, people were buying them like crazy. I mean, probably everybody in Kingsport has <laughs> There's two different kinds. But, uh, and when we were at the hospital up there, I mean, it, it was just amazing. Food was carried in by people we don't know, by restaurants. I mean, just we had food. Con we just basically took over Bristol up there. I mean, I mean we were just. I mean, we were just bunch of us, and we were just. But everybody was just so nice. I mean, and the community, the community outreach is just—it's just astronomical to me. When we were driving to the cemetery from Central, um, I was riding with Sheriff. We were all, all the family was in cars, police cars, and drove us out to the cemetery. And as far back as you could see, five miles, five miles. You know, we were going slow enough, people were stopped on the side of the road. You could see their faces. I mean, you could see them crying. You could see the hurt in their faces. On the other side of the interstate, the trucks were pulled over, and they were standing outside with their hand over their heart when they passed. And I said, that, that to me is just, I mean, that's just, I said, I said, I know Steve is sitting up there with us, and the world is a big deal. <laughs> that's exactly, I mean, what in the world is a big deal? You know, but uh, I'm glad my mom, my mom died 10 years ago, and I'm glad that she, I don't think she could have survived this. I don't think that she could have survived this child. But uh, losing a sibling is, is hard. It's hard. You, you lose your parents, and you lose your aunts and uncles and stuff. And then, as a matter of fact, Steve said to one of my sisters at the funeral home on Friday, that, um, you know, Aunt Ruby's the last one and these siblings next. And she said, don't even say that. Mm -hmm. And it was the next morning. Mm -hmm. Shot. I mean, yeah, yeah. It was just like, oh my God. That's, <laughs> that's just unreal. Mm -hmm. I can't imagine what you went through. 
No, uh, and, and, and still, I mean, I still have nightmares. I don't wake up screaming mm -hmm. much anymore. Occasionally do, but not much anymore. And, uh, you know, like I said, you'll be fine for a while and it just hits you. And these guys have all just been, I mean, they've cried with us, they've sat with us, they've, you know, they're, they're truly our family. I mean, they're truly our family. You know, when you spend as much time with your work family as you do your real family, you know, you get really close. You get really close. And, and they're just devastated. And we feel the pain. And I pray for them twice a day, all of our officers. Because they run towards danger when everybody runs away. And to me, that's unbelievable. I mean, that's just unbelievable that a man would do that. And it's like the Bible verse, and they lay down his life. Yeah. And they do. But uh, it's just been, it's been surreal. Um, well, my heart goes out to you all, and I'm praying for you all. I can't imagine. I mean, yeah. I was, I went out to uh, the scene the day of and talked to neighbors and, and all that, and then went to the... Uh, visitation and the funeral, graveside service and all that. And, mm -hmm. I mean, you know, like you said, when you passed by people on the side yeah, of the road, I mean, it was, I mean, it was, just, it was, it was amazing. unbelievable. And the funeral, I mean, it was just, oh my gosh, when they did that kind of call, I just thought I can't live, I can't breathe. <laughs> it just totally had a meltdown and a couple days later I ended up so, had a doctor's appointment anyway, but when I got yeah, over there, I, the time I got to the bedroom, room, I was just yeah. a total on It's just, it's just, um, there's been some blessings in it. Um, uh, our siblings are closer together. You know, we the only time we seem to see each other is when there's a funeral or something. There's so many of us and we're scattered mm -hmm. so far, but we're making an effort to they're coming here one year and we're going down there one year and this year they're coming here and we're all getting together and it's not going to be at a funeral. <laughs> so it's brought us all closer together. Um, and it, it has made me, I mean I have always appreciated the police and what they do and all the first responders, but it has really opened my eyes that you know, I've always heard that they're brothers and they're family, and I mean, they truly are brothers. <laughs> they truly are brothers. And now we're family too, they say. So, you know, that's comforting. That was really comforting. They've just been, they've been awesome. They've just been awesome. So, for me, what was your last name? Boyd. B-O-Y-D? Mm -hmm. How do you spell Kathy? K-A-T-H-I. I always ask because my name is spelled L-U-R-A-H, so. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and um, we do a podcast every week. Mm -hmm. um, would you mind if I use the audio from our interview for it? Um, the parts that you said not to print, I can take out. Okay. But is that okay? Yeah, that's fine. Okay. It would go on our website uh, probably later tonight or in the morning with the article. So. Okay. And you're from? Bristol Hill. Bristol Hill. Mm -hmm. But I appreciate you talking to me. Okay. You're welcome. Thank <laughs> you. It was nice to meet you. See you soon. On the Record was made possible by David McKee, David Krieger, Delina Matthews, and Brian Woodson. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next week.